Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. I'm really hoping this is going to be my only solo episode because one, I get lonely really easily just hanging out by myself. And two, my intention is for you to be able to hear from a diverse cast of travel hackers with all different styles and approaches to travel hacking. Because too often it seems like to be considered a successful travel hacker, you need to be living like royalty in first class suites and three bedroom hotel suites all the time. Not only that, but you should probably also be making money off of it by posting about it in your highly successful blog or social media account. And we don't all do that. So don't get me wrong. That is definitely a legit style of travel hacking. And I have a few people in mind to invite onto the show to bring you that type of content. But there are also travel hackers who just have a handful of cards. Maybe they take one or two free trips a year and save a few thousand dollars every so often. And that is perfectly fine too. And I want you to hear from those people as well. There are people who use these approaches to save a lot more on restaurants and shopping more than travel lately, especially as we are all still in the midst of a pandemic. There are people who use these principles to teach their kids about personal finance. There are so many different uses for travel hacking, and I want to show you that there are all sorts of ways to level up your travel hacking lifestyle, whether you are starting from ground zero or you already have a full arsenal of cards and are looking for more intermediate or advanced tricks. Additionally, while many travel hacking blogs and podcasts focus on the latest and greatest credit card promos, this show is going to focus more on evergreen content. We're going to focus on game changers and the 80-20 principles of travel hacking that different people can apply. My hope is that while everyone is different, you'll be able to synthesize pieces of each guest's approach to craft your own personalized travel hacking strategy. Also, If you've ever heard me or anyone else talk about travel hacking on another podcast, it is almost always just to cover travel hacking 101 unless it is a podcast specific to travel hacking. If it's just your generic money or travel podcast, probably just covering travel hacking 101. For all future episodes, we are going to sail right past that and dive right into the strategies and real life examples of the travel hacking community. But for today, here are the fundamentals of what you need to know about travel hacking in case you are new to the game. If you are asking yourself right now, so what even is travel hacking? Travel hacking is the art of getting free travel by leveraging the loyalty program set by airlines, hotels, and credit cards. P.S. It is 100% legal. And when you are first starting out with travel hacking, there are basically four main steps you need to follow. Step one. Figure out where you want to go. And with this, you want to get as specific as possible around location, time of year, who do you want to go with, and what kind of experience you want to have. Step two, determine your starting point, like what is your current credit score and what are your expense habits. 
it is so, so, so important to be in tune with your financial habits for this hobby so that you can leverage your habits in the best way possible. Most cards have higher points earnings for special bonus categories like gas or groceries. And if you're like me and you live near New York City without a car, you probably don't want to target those credit cards that give a ton of points for gas, but maybe you want one that gives a lot of points for restaurants. This is also a good time to assess if you already have any points from past travels or loyalty programs that you've been using intermittently and you can leverage those as well. Step three, make a plan for how to get from point A to point B. Once you have a pretty good understanding of where you are financially and where you would like to go for free, you're going to need a plan for how to do that. So start by researching airlines that fly from your home airport to your dream destination. Also research what hotels are available in the area that you want to stay in because you do not want to target a whole bunch of Hilton credit cards just to find out that Hilton doesn't actually service the area that you are traveling to. And you are going to want to research what cards can get you a lot of points with the relevant airlines and hotels and also what is required of you to get enough points to cover your stay. And that's probably just going to involve how much do you need to spend on the card, including minimum spend bonus points. And step four, go do the things. Once you have a plan, you have to actually do the things on the plan. The best plans in the world are absolutely worthless if you don't take action. There's a saying out there that if information was all anybody needed, we would all be billionaires with six packs. And the same logic applies to travel hacking. Once you have the fundamentals down and you have a strategy in place, go forth, get those cards, earn those points. If you are thinking at this point, oh, four steps sounds pretty easy, is there a catch to any of this? Kind of. There are a few things to be mindful of. The first is that you should have a decent foundation of personal finance already. The vast majority of your points will come from getting sign-up bonuses for things like Earn an extra 50,000 points if you spend at least $3,000 in the first months of opening the card. Especially for beginners, this is where you're going to get the vast majority of your points. So before you apply for any new cards, please come up with a plan for how you are going to spend that $3,000 to get the sign-up bonus without inflating your budget or spending $3,000 that you had absolutely no intention of spending in the first place. A common way to do this is by loading up on gift cards in those first few months of opening a card. Use your new credit card to buy a whole bunch of gift cards, then spread those gift cards throughout the year. It is also a common recommendation to open a card right before a large planned purchase, like if you have a tuition payment coming up or a kitchen remodeling, down payment for a car, elective surgery, or a wedding, especially, especially if you have a wedding. If you have a wedding, you really, really should be getting your honeymoon for free by travel hacking. And this hobby is absolutely not for you yet. If you are sitting on a mountain of credit card debt, if you need help tackling said debt, reach out to me on Instagram at Travel. I will refer you to some wonderful money coaches who can help you with that. But as far as travel hacking goes, you need to be out of debt and you need to have an excellent credit score, generally at least 700 to 750 to qualify for a lot of the credit cards required to effectively travel hack. And once you have those credit cards, you need to pay them off in full each month. If you carry any balance over from month to month, 
you will be charged interest and these credit cards have ridiculously high interest rates that will negate all of the values of the free travel benefits that come with the card. So always make sure that you are paying it off in full each month, preferably automatically. You can just set it and forget it. And speaking of credit score, one of the most common questions is whether this hobby is going to wreck your credit score. Nope, it will not. If you do this correctly, it will actually super boost your score for a couple of reasons. The first is that 35% of your credit score is based on payment history. And if you are automatically paying off your balance in full each month, you basically get an A plus on that 35%. There's also the matter of utilization, which makes up 30% of your score. Credit utilization is calculated as how much credit you've, you've used divided by how much credit you have available to you. And the lower this number is, the better, but you don't want it to be zero. You want it somewhere between one and 9% if possible. There's this really backwards logic in the world of credit where some people are like, hey, I need more credit because I keep running out. And then the banks are gonna say, well, we can't give you any more credit because you used all yours up. To which you would say, yeah, that, that's like exactly why I need more. And the whole thing is just very circular and very backwards. But you can play this in your favor if you have a whole bunch of travel hacking credit cards and you can keep your spending habits in check, which I highly, highly, highly recommend you do, then your utilization is going to be really low and you're going to get an A plus in this section of your credit score as well. The next piece is length of credit history. Make sure you keep your oldest credit card open forever. This is probably just going to be a no-fee card that you opened back in the day that has zero useful benefits. You still want to keep it open. Charge a piece of candy to it every few months or so just to make it look like it is still active because you do not want this card to accidentally get closed on you due to inactivity. This is going to help your, your credit score. This is like 15% of your credit score is history, and you want to make sure that you can just keep a really long credit history on your score. The next 10% of your score is for types of credit, which isn't really impacted by travel hacking. And the last 10% is new credit. And that is where you might see dips in your credit score if you're opening a whole bunch of new cards. However, the good behavior on payment history and utilization should more than make up for this and your score will bounce back pretty easily. Additionally, please remember that when it comes to credit score, Excellent is just as good as perfect for pretty much any practical application. You don't get some shiny prize for having a 100% perfect credit score. So now that we've gone through how credit scores are calculated, I guess this is a good time to give you a whole bunch of disclaimers, such as I am not a certified financial advisor, CPA, fiduciary, tax person, financial therapist, or any of those other professionals that you should actually consult for questions related to your taxes, investments, and financial outlook. This show is just meant for entertainment purposes only. Anyways, I digress. Back to things you should know about travel hacking cards. A lot, but not all travel hacking cards come with an annual fee. It is really important for you to do the math to make sure you can justify the annual fee, but you should also, not just assume that a card isn't for you just because there's a fee. For example, many of the hotel cards, like the World of Hyatt card or the IHG Rewards card, have annual fees that are like $80, maybe $95 each year. 
but they come with a free hotel night each year. So as long as you can find a qualifying hotel in that chain that costs at least $100 or so, which is super easy to do, the annual fee is going to be worth it, so you should hang on to that card. As far as the phrase, you need to do the math, that's going to come up on the show often. You're going to ask yourself things like, should I pay for this trip with cash or points? You need to do the math. Should I keep hanging on to this card for another year? You need to do the math. Do I travel enough to justify a travel hacking hobby? I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do, I'm guessing, travel enough, but you should still do the math. And another phrase that's going to come up a lot is the phrase, it depends. As far as what card should you get first, it depends. And what hotel program should you focus your efforts on this year, also depends. And what it depends on is your specific travel hacking goals and where you want to travel and your general travel style, risk tolerance, how many cards you want to hold at any given time, etc. The guests I bring on this show are here to provide you with inspiration and guidance, but we are not, I repeat, we are not instruction manuals for the exact set of steps that you should take to travel hack. What works for us may or may not work for you. I imagine each guest's story will have some applicability to your life, but you are the only you. And if you try to replicate somebody else's journey step by step, you are going to be disappointed because it's not going to give you the same results. Credit card rules and terms change, and what was allowed may not be allowed anymore. The, The rules just change each year. So what worked for somebody else may not even be available to you, and... On the other side of that, you might have new offers currently available that previously didn't exist. So please just take the pieces of advice that you can from those who came before you and use them to craft your own personal strategy. Another question I get pretty commonly is whether travel hacking works for you in any country. My expertise is most useful for a US-based audience traveling domestically or abroad though I do have a few guests in mind who can tell us about travel hacking in Canada and elsewhere. And that is pretty much Travel Hacking 101. That's pretty much everything that I cover on any other travel or finance podcast where I get to speak about travel hacking. And I hope you have found this episode to be useful, and I am so excited to have you join us in future episodes as we hear from the travel hacking community about their advice and fun stories of their travel hacking adventures. Until then, take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If you want in on the mission of spreading the joys of the travel hacking lifestyle, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Additionally, if any of the cards mentioned on today's call piqued your interest, please use the links in the show notes to apply or learn more about any of the cards. And if you would like some personalized help with your travel hacking strategy, I do offer coaching services at a very affordable rate, starting with a free 30-minute call. Just pick a time that works for you at calendly.com slash geobreeze, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care and happy travels.